Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, the city council, council this week voted to approve the Other Side Village, a tiny home community uh, that has so much more to it than just tiny homes. And uh, really pleased to have joining us on the program once again, Joseph Grinney, four-time New York Times bestselling author, uh, founder of the Other Side Academy, which we'll talk about as well. And uh, Joseph, this is a, an important step forward uh, that the Salt Lake City Council has approved uh, this project. And I want to hit that really quick, but then I want to get to the fact that this is so, so, so much more uh, than just putting roof overhead. Uh, this is really about something different. Uh, but welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Boyd. And you've been an important part of this whole journey so far. And overjoyed is a weak word to describe how we and also some of those who are preparing to live in the village right now are feeling. It's a, it's an absolutely wonderful moment. Uh, well, that is great. And so uh, give us a little bit of the, the next steps in terms of now that this approval has taken place, What uh, what is next on the agenda? What does the horizon look like? Well, Horizon is a building permit and a bunch of shovels, so that's, uh, that's where we're heading. So we already have a, a master plan and much of the detailed architecture in place, but we need to work that through with the city so we can get a building permit and then begin. Uh, the, the, the public has been so responsive to this concept exactly for the reason that you say. They realize that, that just providing housing, even temporary housing or shelters, has not made things better. And what we need is something that really helps people who've been chronically homeless reform their lives. And that's what the Other Side Academy is good at. And that's what we'll bring to this village. And so people have come out uh, by the hundreds to support financially, to volunteer labor and effort. It's been a remarkable thing to see it come together. Uh, it's so exciting. And uh, it is one of those uh, paths. And so let's let's talk about that path. So we, we talk about these 430 homes, what this community uh, will look like. Uh, but let's talk about entry into it. This is not just uh, show up and, uh, you know, get a ticket punched and, and you're in. Uh, this is really about a, a community and a culture uh, that is that is every bit as important as the roofs over the head. Yes, it is. So well, one of the things I think we've struggled with in providing homeless services is we think that we have to make a choice between being inclusive and making a safe facility. And so if we're very, very inclusive, then we bring people in who might be openly using or whose behavior might create safety issues in the environment. And uh, if we're not inclusive, then we exclude people and leave them on the streets just to maintain a safe environment. And we thought we had to pick between those two values. Mm. The other side village will be able to do both. And the way we do it is with a welcome neighborhood. People will come off the street into a welcome neighborhood, a highly controlled, supportive environment, much like the other side academy, but with some important distinctions. 
where people will be mentored and coached and helped, where people who've been in the village or in the welcome neighborhood a little bit longer than them will help them to learn some of the habits and skills they'll need to survive and to thrive in the village. So they'll stay in the welcome neighborhood for anywhere from a few weeks to a few months, whatever they need, until they're ready to move into an independent home and manage their life and participate in village life, which, as you know, at the academy, there, there's a lot that, that people learn while living there about just how to get along with others and how to solve problems and how to manage their life in a different way. So we want to make sure people are set up for success by the time they leave the welcome neighborhood. Should they get into the village and say a year later, uh, relapse, go use drugs again or something like that, the welcome neighborhood is a wonderful place for them to go back to and get support to get back on their feet while we keep their house and their belongings safe so they can rejoin the village as soon as they're ready. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, it's so important that uh, that entry process where you'll have medical, mental health, uh, you know, dental, all of those critical services, addiction recovery services, and, and again, all of those important skills they're going to need. And, and just describe a little bit about the village itself, how it is going to uh, function, how it's really going to thrive. Yeah, there, there are three important elements to understand. First is the homes. They're, they're small cottages, 250 to 400 square feet, but fully functioning, beautiful places. Uh, we have two of them already finished, and uh, they've been designed by a high-end design firm, Denton Design House, and uh, it's, it's just going to be a beautiful environment for them. So the homes are a piece. But they're organized into neighborhoods of about 20 homes. And within that neighborhood, there's a highly structured peer environment. A couple of neighborhood leaders that will help with problem solving and help people to be vigilant, watching out for their neighbors and ensuring that the village stays safe. The second is a thriving community space. So we'll have a, a cafe, a salon, we'll have a, a grocery store, but a 600-seat performance hall. We'll have social enterprise space. So it'll be a thriving community with its own economy. And that's a critical part of this, too. The goal is not just to isolate a bunch of people that have been a problem for society. It's to integrate them into the larger community so that they feel, as they probably haven't for a long time, like they matter and like they're contributing something. They're bringing something. We right now have the third element already in place, one of our first social enterprises, and a half dozen people who are preparing for village life now that are helping us spin that up. And gosh, boy, I mean, you've seen this at the Other Side Academy, but going out to the farmer's markets as they're selling their cookies and their succulents and watching the look on somebody's face who's been marginalized and felt like the outcast of society for a long time, when a customer walks up and buys a product from them, admires some of the work of their hands, it's one of the most empowering things I think they've experienced in many years. And we're watching them thrive in this kind of environment. It is so powerful to to see that, and and as you mentioned, Joseph, in within that village, within that community and neighborhood, you, you'll have accountability, communication, self reliance, and integrity. Uh, all of those things that have helped the other side academy uh, to really help transform lives in a in a really unique way. Uh, and sometimes we don't think about that in terms of those who have been chronically homeless or unsheltered. Uh, they may not have some of those skills of of 
living with integrity or being on time to a job or problem solving, as as you pointed out. Uh, and this uh, industrial part of this uh, enterprise, this exercise of people working, feeling valued, seeing that they belong. And, and I think something that all of us uh, in this community should be part of is everyone wants to be part of a winning story. Everyone wants that sense of connection. And I think uh, the Other Side Village is going to be that, not just for those uh, that live in those tiny homes and in the powerful community, uh, but it's going to be a place the rest of us are going to want to be as well. Yeah, no no question at all. One of the sweet moments the other night is uh, the, these five folks that are in the Welcome neighborhood now have been working and improving themselves and, and hoping. Uh, they had the chance to watch the city council vote. And they got to hear the city councilors speak up on their behalf. Mm. And they realized they're part of something. These are, these are pioneers now. Yeah. And I, I caught one of them, Steve, at the end and said, all right, so first of all, Steve, how long has it been? How long has it been since you had a place that you could call home? And he said, 15 years. And I said, now I want you to imagine night number one. So sometime next summer, your house is done. We have a little party. Your refrigerator's full. You close the door and bid us all good evening, and then you're there by yourself for that first night. Describe it to me. You know, what are you going to do? And Steve, who's not particularly verbal, kind of a quiet guy, um, sat and thought for a second. He said, the first thing I'm going to do is sit down in a chair and read my scriptures. Uh-huh. And then he looked a little embarrassed about acknowledging that kind of a personal thing. And then he said, and after I finish that, I'm going to kneel down on the ground. And I'm going to thank God that I have a home. And I... Uh, you know, for, for me, it's all worth it uh, for that man to have the opportunity to get on his feet. He's been working his tail off, supporting the social enterprise, correcting some of his own behavior, learning to participate in a community. And this is Utah's way of solving problems. Yeah. It's not just redemption, but it's self-reliance. And the combination of those two is unstoppable. Uh, redemption and self-reliance uh, and that journey. The Other Side Academy, the Other Side of Vi- Village now uh, have been approved by the by the council, uh, and things will continue to march forward. I encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, be part of that story uh, because that's where lives are literally transformed, and it'll transform yours as well. Joseph Grenny, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. All right. Uh, again, that is a story uh, that we got to continue to follow. It is it is the most magical place on earth uh, and most transformational. Uh, we all need to be a part of that story. All right. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. We'll be back with more. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.